0: Welcome to the Nikki and Julie podcast, where women are connecting with women to enrich, uplift, and encourage in our everyday journey of life. And now, here's Nikki and Julie. Hello, Nikki Lee. How are you today?
1: Hi, Julie. I'm doing good. Great. that That was almost bad timing. I was drinking water. Why did I do that? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Because, you know, I, I, I keep wanting to take a sip of coffee. and I'm like, no, wait, I can't. She's she's going to come on any moment. I can't do that.
1: I'm sorry. There was a oh, no. delay. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Why did I do that?
0: Oh. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. I think, sorry you know, it's, it's all right. I am coming to you from Mont Eagle Sewanee, Tennessee, 2,000 feet elevation, where I started out the day in the 90s and ending it in the low 60s.
1: Wow. So can you yeah. repeat that? Because was that a whole city that you just said?
0: <laughs> you got to be quick now. Keep up. <laughs> repeat that? It's Mont Eagle, Mont Eagle, Tennessee, oh. and Sewanee, S-E-W-A-N-E-E where the University of the South is located. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's quite a unique place.
1: And what's the elevation? About 2,000 feet. Oh, wow. So you're mm-hmm. like, you're in the, you're in the trees. That's what I, that's what I call the wilderness. Yeah, They're yeah, trees. me, <laughs> and Jane, we're all here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're in the trees. Oh, I bet yeah. that's so peaceful. Good for you.
0: It is. It is. It's wonderful. We're going to just spend a few days here and kind of collect our thoughts and then head back into wedding mode coming <gasps> up July 5th. Yeah. That
1: is coming yeah, up it's... so fast. I'm so Ooh, happy.
0: For two weeks from today. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to have to just pull me off the floor after the July 5th.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So worth it, yes, Julie. Yes. There's something that has been on my heart mm-hmm. for a while, but um, I really I wanted to talk to you about it, and I have a feeling that I'm not alone in this. So that's really why I wanted to touch on it today for our listeners. Okay. Okay. And you know, at the end of our podcast, we we have our own little catchy saying, don't we? We have a, <laughs> we do. We have a catchy saying, and it's be real, be true, be you. And I got to tell you, that's something that's been on my heart more recently, but it's something that I've dealt with for years, probably since high school Mm -hmm. and just being comfortable with me, being comfortable with who I am, Mm -hmm. being comfortable with, yeah, being comfortable with how God made me and who he made me to be. I've struggled with that. You know, over the years, I think it changes. Different phases of life changes it for me. Um, And and at one point, it could be, you know, my body makeup. At another point, it could be um, me questioning, am I too much for people? (laughs) I'll Mm. delve into that Mm -hmm. shortly. (laughs) Okay. Okay. uh, Am I too much for people? Um, Almost feeling as if I have to suppress who I am. Um, with with because of my surroundings, you know, depending right. on depending on who I'm around, depending on who I'm with, you know, which which part of Nikki are they going to get? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I get. Am that. Am I making sense? <laughs> yes, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. and So here's an example, Julie. I don't know if you know this or not, but I have quite a boisterous laugh. I've picked up on it. See <laughs> here i am you, you saw that right i i made it quiet
0: <laughs> you did you were very dainty with that now, come on where's the real
1: Mickey? come on <laughs> oh she's there uh but anyway yes yeah. so i do and you know i can't i can't count on both hands anymore how many times i've heard people say like if i'm at the church building or wherever i i could literally be anywhere julie and i'll hear oh i knew you were here because i heard your laugh and I'm like, man, you heard it around the corner like that? Oh, man, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> so so it, 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 these are things that just go through my mind o- often. Like, wow, a- am I too loud? Or am I too? You know, why? Why do some women do that to themselves? Why do we do that to to ourselves? To the point where we're now questioning who we are. We're questioning mm-hmm why we are the Mm -hmm. way we are. You know, why am I so loud? Why am I so quiet? Why, why, why am I such a social butterfly when, Oh no, why am I so, um, you know, I don't know as many people as they all kinds of things. We just, we tell ourselves so many stories. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to pick your brain about that. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and just diving a little bit more into why we do that sometimes as women. Well, I think,
0: you, I think you're talking about something that's just really critical among females. We're terrible about this. Yeah. We compare ourselves in every way, whether it be our body image, um, our clothes, our home, the way we talk, the food we serve, how we keep our house. Everything identifies us. And we keep trying to let me tweak this and tweak that to see if it matches what people expect of me. Yeah. And then what happens is we end up not knowing who we really are. And, and that's why I can, I can identify with that because I know both of us are in roles where sometimes the expectations that people put on us create us to be a certain way that we are in tune to this is this is what's expected so I need to to make sure and sometimes that's okay but sometimes that's not and sometimes on us because of their own expectations coming from somewhere Mm -hmm. but I think you know for me there's sometimes there's pieces of myself if I can say it this way pieces of myself that have been left behind at different places because I felt like I can't be like that so I've got to cut that piece out Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Yes. That's exactly what I'm feeling. It's almost as if, yeah, like I'm leaving a piece of myself and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden one day something happens and I think, wait a minute, well, what happened to that part of me? Right. (laughs) What happened to that part of me that, that actually wasn't bad. You know, like we're not talking about breaking away from, you know, something that's actually bad for you and bad for other people and sinful. That's not, I'm talking about me as a person, personality wise, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just feeling as if you have to suppress certain traits about yourself, um, mm-hmm. depend and depending on the company you're with. Right. And th- that's something like, I'm glad you brought that up. That is something that um, I wouldn't doubt that maybe other preacher's wives, not all, but some experience mm-hmm. because of that word expectations or so many different expectations um, that are that can be put on us. And, and here's the other piece to that. If you flip that over, maybe there really aren't any expectations, (laughs) but but now, but we have now put these expectations on our own selves.
0: Right. Right. Um, Because other people have said that's what they thought or we've read it somewhere or, Pivotal people or pivotal events in our lives have created that. So for instance, you know, was there a parent in your life that took that part of your personality and, and decided that they didn't like that? Yeah. And maybe that was because of their own issues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, kind of diving into this a little bit deeper, is, is sometimes we become something because somebody else wanted us to be a certain way. But there's something inside of us that just keeps, you know, maybe squirming and pushing and pulling and saying, this is not who I am, but I'm not really sure how to break through yeah. because I don't know what the fallout will be. And again, this is not anything that's going to be something that's compromising. But it's, it's who we are, who we're afraid to be, who we want to be, but we still can't be real. And that is so difficult for a lot, a lot of women.
1: Yes. And, and, and that's, you know, we're using ourselves as examples, but this could be anywhere. This could be in the workplace. Absolutely. You know, this could be on the soccer mom. You know, sidelines, <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, the, da- mm-hmm. the dance team mom, um, whatever. It's, it's all over. It's, it's mm-hmm. all over. Um, m- many different women uh, right. have this issue. How do we become more comfortable with ourselves and comfortable with where God has placed us? So I should be comfortable in saying, look, I'm a Christian. So mm-hmm. no, I don't do that anymore. Or no, I don't go to those places anymore. I need to be comfortable and, um, confident in that, Mm -hmm. that I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that, (laughs) you know, for fear of having, getting backlash and saying, Oh, you know, what are you trying to say about me? And, you know, you used to do that or whatever, but, but I am a Christian there. There is a level of expectation here, um, Mm -hmm. of of places that I just don't go anymore things that I just don't do anymore. (laughs) So, okay. So I've struggled okay. with that too o- over time um, yeah. with, with being comfortable with that. This is just how it is. And I cannot be, I can't carry that. I don't know if it, I don't know if the word is guilt, but I, I don't want to feel that kind of a pressure to say, oh, you know, well, I guess we can't hang out anymore because this is just where we mm-hmm. stand on it. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be comfortable in my own skin, right? This, mm-hmm. this is how God created me. This is how he created me to look. I need to be comfortable in that. I need to be bold and confident in that.
0: Yeah. Comfortable in your own skin means that you're okay with who you are. Yeah. And, and, and taking, taking even Christianity out of that and, and just being comfortable with who we are as a human being, as a female and that, and this one thing that was told to me by therapists that I, I treasure And I may have shared it on our podcast before, but it's something that I have to consider frequently and share with some of my clients that your emotional well-being cannot depend on other people. And and I think that's where many times we struggle because that approval that's needed, that validation that's needed, that, that looking for am I okay in your eyes? If not, I'll switch it up so that I am. And, and that's where we lose ourselves Hmm. because we keep looking for all these other places, titles, roles to help us figure out who we are. And in doing that, we lose ourselves.
1: Yes, I 100% agree. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, um, Everything that you're saying is so on point, I, and I wrote that down. I don't recall you ever mentioning that, but if you did, mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> so I wrote okay. it down. Okay. That's going on my wall. I love that. Mm-hmm. My emotional well being cannot depend on other people. It cannot. It cannot. And that's
0: where so so many of us have grown up like that. You know, as a kid, you grow up like wanting your parents' approval. Okay, well what can happen is sometimes that can then get oh kind of twisted Mm. in the wrong kind of way to where it almost can become a maybe a codependent relationship that I'm Mm. only okay if you're okay with me gotcha and yeah and so then it then you carry that into your marriage and then you carry that into a parent and then you carry that into your work Mm. and and then at some point you get tired Yes,
1: tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting covering things up, Julie. Like that's exhausting. That's exhausting. Like there's no way that you can continue to do something like that without imploding. And then (laughs) all of a sudden Mm -hmm. now this implosion is turns into an explosion. Um, and so I speak from experience. I really do. I speak from experience. So the last several years for me have has been so enlightening, diving more into this and, um, just being in my own therapy sessions and really taking a look at this. It's, it's actually made it easier for me to be more of myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically what you see right now, this, that's me. That's mm-hmm. who, who you see now. That's who you're going to get. <laughs> okay because
0: okay. i, I but have... how many people know you that way how many people can you walk into a room with and you like you're you're going to get the full nikki how many people get the full nikki huh well
1: <laughs> well hey well if they're listening to the podcast then they'll, <laughs> they'll they're getting quite a bit of me that way however to answer your question um, I I think at this point, most people. Okay, good. Um, most people are getting the real Nikki, mm-hmm. and um, like I said, the reason why I brought this up is because it's just been on my heart. But it's because it's been something that I have dealt with for so long. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's something that I have to keep working on, and I have to keep working on that and keep working on being comfortable with myself and knowing that look. I, I actually love my laugh. Yeah. I, I love it, too, because that's you. <laughs> I actually love my laugh, but it, it has taken years, though, Julie, to get to the point where I'm comfortable enough to say, you know, I I enjoy my laugh. And, you know, if it's too loud for you, I, I mean, I'm not going to laugh like that in the middle of a funeral or anything like that, Julie. I don't do that. No. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know when to have fun when to laugh, when to have—I I know the setting, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, there are times where I I can feel as if I'm too much for some people, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that is true. I, but however, this goes back to what you said: my emotional well-being cannot depend on other people. No. So, so me being who I am, and them being uncomfortable with that—that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well. And and look at,
0: at look at the disciples that Jesus chose. Oh. They were all so different. All different. Yep. All different. And they all fit into the goal uh, of what he was trying to accomplish. And, and that's the same for us. We are all following when we choose to follow, and we're all fitting in into the into following the way. And different people are attracted to different people. Mm-hmm. So who, who you can draw and who I can draw for him is going to be very different. But neither one of us is wrong in that. It's just we were created who we are. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's the part where there's too many of us as women who, who do not allow and do not give the grace to each other to allow us to be who we need to be. We just we just don't do it. And part of it, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, is because our prayer life's not what it's supposed to be.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have that written down.
0: <laughs> well, I am. We're things <laughs> like... See, mm-hmm.
1: this is... Well, this is why we're so connected, Julie. I know. <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> but yes, our prayer life like what yeah. do, what does that look like so you know if we if we wanted to wrap this this whole episode up in a bow okay and and mm-hmm. give this can this off to our listeners what's the point of what's the point of this whole talk what's the, what's the so what as my husband would say what's what's your so what what's the so what, <laughs> what yeah what's the <laughs> so what? what why why am i why are you ta- why are you telling us this well i guess for
0: me when i when i think about being real i most real self when I am true to who I am and I'm true in my prayer life. If you're not being true in your prayer life, if you don't have that tight relationship with Christ and with God, then the relationships that you have with other people are not going to be what they're supposed to be. They won't be real. They won't be true. So once you get your prayer life where it's supposed to be, and be real with that prayer life. The realness in who you are with others will be just the way it's supposed to be. And you won't have to worry about that
1: anymore. Amen. Amen. Uh, we did, mm-hmm. we chatted a little bit about this earlier. And that was one thing that I I'd said, you know, that was in, in over time, in the process of time, me suppressing parts of me, Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that I was also doing that when I would talk to the father, like I would mm-hmm. do that even in prayers. Right. And it was so, I intrigued my own self, Julie, when I came to the realization, like, wait a minute, <laughs> why, yeah. why am I not as open with, with God? What, what is that yeah. about? Like Mm -hmm. I should be able to talk to him about anything because he knows what it is. Anyway, he knows me through and through, he created me. So why do I feel like I'm suppressing myself even in prayer? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) It was unbelievable.
1: It was a very, uh, almost unbelievable, um, thing when, when, when I realized that. So, but it is, it is, it is a true statement, um, that that happened to me and, once I started to shift that and put more work into my prayer life, being more open and real mm-hmm. and true mm-hmm. with, with my Lord, I'm telling you, it absolutely, it helped to change things and turn things around for myself um, right. to be, to be more confident in who he created me to be. Right. i um, it, it just did. It gave me a lot more confidence because I was more open with him and just, I could just pour all these things out and just talk, talk, talk. And so then it really, it just, it made it so much easier for me to just be out in the midst of people and just be me, you know, this is who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just being
0: you and using the language that you're okay with using, you know, we yep. hesitate with that as well, yeah. uh, of using certain language because we're, we're just, and by language, I mean, the way we, the way we talk to God and the words we use. Right. And, and and that realness of it. And then and then we hesitate with that outside of the our prayer life. Well, that's when we're conflicted. Your prayer life and the words that you use in that, that's gotta be who you are in prayer and outside of prayer. Because that's when you'll come to the real depth of who you are and who you were created to be and your purpose. Your purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the beauty of it. Once you discover your purpose and you, sometimes it takes some seasons of life to get there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it takes a few seasons, but you'll get there if you are committed to being real about yourself and about your relationship with the Lord, it'll happen. I,
1: I love that. I, I love that. Thank you so much for taking this little journey with me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I thought it was, I was great with it great. It was a great
1: topic. I knew that you'd be able to help me through this. And, um, so that we can help our listeners, because like I said, I, I know that we have touched on many things today that other women have experienced or are experiencing now. Um, so maybe ask yourself the question, if that, if that person is you, why do I feel as if I have to change who I am when I'm around certain people? Where, where does that come from? Um, really dive into that question, and then check your prayer life. Hey, exactly. You know, check check your prayer life. How how is that going? Um, mm-hmm. How deep is that relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord? And I, I really feel that that will reveal a lot. <laughs> it will, um, and, and and at least be a starting point to um, making some healthy changes.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Thanks so much for this topic, Nikki. I think it'll be well received. Thanks so much.
1: Me too. We're going to leave y'all with be real, be true and be you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Nikki and Julie podcast. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday for more exciting conversations. And remember, Be real, be true, and be you.